Praise God. Now you can be seated. Thank you all for your patience. Thank you for your patience. If you all would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to read verses 16 through 18 as an opening text. Do you all mind if I just get comfortable up here? I got a little excited at that first service. I'm sure I'll get excited at this one as well. Good to see you, CJ. Alanda, good to see you all. Thank you. You just put that back in the office. Praise God. First Thessalonians, let's read our opening text, and then I'll give you the title. How many of y'all are traveling for Thanksgiving? All right. How many of y'all are leaving after service today? How many of y'all are leaving on Monday? What about Tuesday? Wednesday? How many of y'all are traveling on Thanksgiving Day? All right, praise God. So that's everything uh, that I described. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. My wife and I, we're traveling as well. We'll be heading up to Detroit to spend time with our family on Thanksgiving. We're flying back for the Thursday service here uh, at the West End at 10 a.m. on Thursday morning. Then we'll fly back to Detroit. Then on Sunday, we will celebrate 18 years of marriage, successful marriage, 18 years. And so, now you all know I'm blessed because guess where my wife will be celebrating our anniversary? She will be at the Michigan-Ohio State football game with me on Saturday. I know that's a good wife right there. In the cold so that we can cuddle up and drink hot chocolate and, and with marshmallows and enjoy a good football game. Now don't worry, I know the ladies are like, a football game for your anniversary? football game for your anniversary, I'll be doing some things for her in there too. So she'll be blessed. We're going to go to Chicago and go to the Michigan Mile and do some shopping. And so she'll be blessed as well. So it'll be something in there for everyone, okay? But, but the biggest is my gift, which is that Ohio State-Michigan football game on Saturday. But she's a Michigan grad, so it might be equally as uh, powerful for both. Uh, but we were blessed with those tickets. How many know those are expensive tickets? So we were blessed with those. So God is good. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's read verses 16 through 18, and then I'll give you the title. Uh, Verse 16 says, Rejoice always. Says, Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Everyone wants to know what is the will of God for my life. God, what is your will for my life? Well, he just told you three areas that are his will for your life. The first one is to rejoice always. The second one is to pray without ceasing. And the third one is in everything, give thanks. I mean, you don't give thanks for everything. But in everything, you give thanks. And if you'll give thanks in everything, even when bad stuff happens, God will bring something good out of it. And so what are we talking about here? He says that we should rejoice always. The word rejoice there in the Greek means to be full of cheer and to be full of joy. And so that means we can, this is a realistic, we can be this way all day, every day. We can be full of joy and we can be cheerful. Why don't you just go ahead and alert your face real fast and say, I'm joyful and I'm cheerful by putting a big smile on it. Go ahead, show me all the, all, well, smile real big for me right now. 
Right? And so rejoice always means be full of cheer and joy. Always means at all times. How many know good stuff doesn't happen to us at all times? Right? But even when bad things happen, we can have a good disposition about it. Right? We can attack it with a positive attitude. We can approach it as if something bad happened, but it's not getting ready to win. A weapon form, but it's not getting ready to prosper in my life. And we can have a good attitude towards that. And then he says here, I love this one. He says, pray without ceasing. The word prayer here in the Greek simply means to make prayer or to communicate. And so what we want to always do is be in constant communication with God. And I don't know if I can stress that enough. Thank God for people, but the number one person you want to be in contact with at all times is God. And so he says, pray without ceasing. Without ceasing here is uninterruptedly and at the appropriate occasion. Now, I got a revelation of this about two years ago, and I started praying and I, would, I still do it to this day where I go into however much time I would designate, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, and I put a stopwatch in there or timer. And so there's no distractions, no electronics, no nothing. And I go in, I put the timer on, and I just let the timer go, and I don't look at it ever again. And I just spend that uninterrupted time with God uh, just really seeking his face about something. And I don't stop until the timer dings. What I've learned that that's helped me to do is stay focused during my prayer time. Look how many know Facebook will ding you, Twitter will ding you, all kind of stuff. Someone will call you. There are all kind of distractions and interruptions that will try to come in. Leave all of the electronics out, put a timer in there, and spend that time with God uninterrupted. Then he says here, pray without ceasing. Really simply means at the appropriate occasion. Now, when life happens to us, we have a tendency to run to people we trust. And let me tell you, thank God for people that you trust. But no one is better equipped to help you with your situation than God. So now watch this. Learn how to master going to him first. Listen to how I'm getting ready to say this. And then if he leads you to go to someone else, then you go see them. But if he doesn't lead you to go see him, then trust whatever it is that he told you. All right, so pray without ceasing. And then you're going to see all of this runs together. And then he said, in everything, give thanks. Now, in everything, give thanks. Thanks here means to be grateful, and it means to express gratitude. Now, how many of y'all have children in here? We all like it when our children are grateful for whatever we do for them. Right? None of us like it. You know, you ever gave your child something for Christmas, and it wasn't really what they wanted? And you expected to see this excitement on, this, on their face. And they kind of looked at you like, why did you get me this? That doesn't make us feel good as parents, right? And in, in most cases, depending on if that attitude continues, they're getting ready to lose that and get nothing for Christmas, right? And so be grateful. And then I love this, express gratitude. You know, in marriage, it's easy to take your spouse for granted, right? So notice, I have to express gratitude to her. I can't just say, oh, she knows I love her. She knows I appreciate her. So, so let me tell you, something convicted me this morning. You know, she was up late last night doing something for me. And um, this morning, she came and she wanted to show me what she had done. I didn't respond quite the right way. 
And it's interesting that her, her response was, I'm up doing this for you. And immediately I was just convicted. And it just made me think, you know, wow, I'm blessed to have this woman in my life. And I should never take her for granted. Listen to this, and I should find ways to express that gratitude. There's one thing to say thank you. It's another thing to show your appreciation. So if somebody put something in my hands, I haven't looked at all of what it was, but it, but it was nice, whatever it was. And I'm just going to put that right in your hands. I put it right in my bag. I'm just going to transfer that right to you as a part of your shopping money this week. So I'm leaving out the building over there. And somebody just gave me one of those handshakes. Good word today. I can feel it. You all understand what I mean? But, but you don't look at it, and you just put it in your pocket, and you're gone. And by the way, I put it in my bag, but I know it would be a great blessing to you. And I, I just want to say that I appreciate it. I don't take that for granted, okay? I don't take that for granted. Right? Listen to other translations of this. In everything, give thanks. It says here, the ESV says, give thanks in all circumstances. Isn't that good? The NLT says, be thankful in all circumstances. Remember, there's nothing left after all. And good stuff doesn't always happen to us. But we've got to learn how to master even in it being thankful. Because it could be worse. There's someone somewhere right now who would love to have your life. Uh, let me try this side of the room over here. There's someone out there under a bridge pushing a cart with all their life in it that would love to have your life right now. Exactly the way it is right now. They would trade in theirs for yours right now. And so we need to be thankful. Why don't you lift your hands right now and just thank God for your current life. Not about the one you're believing for. Thank God for your current life. Now, let's march through some things today. We need to learn how to be thankful in all things. Point number one today, we're going to look at the need to give thanks, okay? The need to give thanks. And then there are three points that I want to make up underneath here, A, B, and C. The first one is ingratitude displeases God. The second one, we are to have the attitude of gratitude. All of this will go up on the screen. And then the third one today is thankfulness is the key. And we're going to close there for today. We'll do part two on Thursday morning. Okay, now let's look at this. The need to give thanks. Right away, we've got to understand that ingratitude, the first point, displeases God. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Ingratitude just displeases God. And just in the natural, you know what, just to be honest with you, can I just be honest? I can't stand being around someone with a funky attitude. Maybe I'm the only one in here like that. Let me try this side of the room. And you can smell it. You can see it. You, you can see it far off. You know what I mean? You don't even have to get near. You can, oh, Lord, I don't even feel like dealing with this today. Right? No one loves a funky attitude. So you've got to understand that ingratitude displeases God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, let's begin reading at verse 1. And it talks about, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times or disastrous times shall come. In the last days, folks, we are in the last days. And he said, there's some things you're going to need to know about what's going to happen in the last days. And then he lists out some of these. He says, know this, 
These things will come in the last days. Now, listen to me. We can pray and we can ask God to hold back judgment. We can do all of that. If you read what I just read, these things are coming regardless. And so we're not really praying that they don't happen. We're praying that God keeps us while they happen. So in the last days, disastrous times will come. We've just seen it over in Paris. We've seen it in Mali. You know, I was watching the news last night, and there's a terror threat on Atlanta for today for the wrestling match or WWE, whatever it is, uh, tonight wrestling match. Let me tell you, folks, we can't live in fear. If you have tickets to the football game, go to the football game. As long as you have peace to be there. If you have tickets to the wrestling match, go to the wrestling match. Keep living life. Keep enjoying life unless the Spirit of God gives you a check not to do something. But other than that, if you have peace to do it, God's big enough to protect you while you're in it. But know this, that in the last days, disastrous times will come. And then it's going to tell you what this looks like. For men will be lovers of themselves. So you're going to have men and women who love themselves more than they do God. It's end time signs. Watch this now. They're going to be lovers of money. Right? So they'll do anything to get it. Uh, they're going to be boasters, proud, blasphemers. Isn't this interesting? Disobedient to parents. So it's not a surprise that you see all the stuff going on in our world today with young people, with teenagers. Right? And so let me tell y'all something. There is a remedy for teenagers. And it's in the Bible. And I subscribe to it. <laughs> it's called spare the rod and you spoil the child. It says beat him in his behind and you will save his soul from hell. You put yours in time out. I will keep beating mine with that rod. You put him in time out. I'm giving them the wood, glory to God, right? And I'm going to give it to them in love. Disobedient to parents. Last days, folks. This is why if you see it in your household, you have to have zero tolerance for this stuff. You can wink at that all you want to. Oh, that's so cute. She told me to shut up. That's so cute. She slapped me. Did you see her slap me? I can't believe she's. You, keep, you can keep joking with that if you want to. But in my house, the first sign of it, I jump right on it. Disobedient to parents. Well, look at the one right next to it. Unthankful. Isn't that interesting? In the last days, people are going to be unthankful. I've learned as a leader, you know, sometimes, I'm not saying this is true in all cases, but just over the course of my life, I've coached, I've worked at Ford Motor Company, obviously I'm a pastor in a church, I've been over departments, you know, I'm a parent. You know, a lot of times what you can see with people is the more you do for them, the less they appreciate <laughs> And then have the nerve to get an attitude if you don't do the same thing you did for them the last time. When the reality is, if I do anything for you, the only thing that should come out of your mouth is thank you. Because I don't owe you anything. And so what you're going to see in these last days are people are going to be unappreciative, un unthankful. The more you do, the less they might appreciate. And the worse they might treat you. 
And you just got to recognize it for what it is. Don't let it change you. You keep being who you are regardless. All right, so unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We certainly see that in our world today, don't we? Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Watch this. Having a form of godliness, they go to church. They lift their hands at the right time. They praise God. That's a form of godliness. But they deny the power thereof. That's how you separate folks from people acting like Christians and people really being Christians. Scripture says, from such, turn away. So in other words, we don't turn away from praying from them. I mean, we can't run, from run, run with people like that. We got to make a conscious decision about who we hang out with. And are they really living what it is that we believe? Because they're either going to bring you into their world or you're going to bring them into your world. Right? It's either one or the other. Now, I want to speak to all the ladies in here for a moment because it's interesting that he put this in here with all the rest of everything that we just read. He says that these type of men, this sort of, of person, people, are those that creep into households and make captive. Notice they creep. At nighttime, they start creeping. <laughs> y'all ain't been saved all your life. Some of y'all used to creep too. <laughs> Say amen in the balcony. Stop looking at me like that. So, so notice what it says here. They, they're going to creep. Watch this now. I'm reading the Bible. I pray that everyone's looking at the Bible. It's showing you what's going to happen in the last days. Watch this. They're going to creep into households and make captive of gullible women, laden down with sin, led away by various lusts. I believe the King James Version says silly women. Loaded down with sin. So this tells you in the last days, there are going to be men praying on gullible, silly women who are loaded down with lust for the purpose of leading you away. And you've got to be smarter. Got to be smarter than that, right? Listen, ladies, lead with your mind and your spirit, not your body. <laughs> and you need to train your children this. You need to train your daughters this. You need to train your sons this, right? I tell my daughter all the time, if they want your body first, they really don't love you. I pray that every woman in here is listening. Hope you're listening. Because that's what kind of guys are going to come knocking in these last days. The only ones that they can lead away are those that are burdened down with their own sin. So you can't even blame the guy. That's really what you're attracting. So, so don't try to keep certain guys away from you. Get the lust out of you, and that will keep the guys away from you. Because they can't make you do anything that you don't want to do. And if I was in a spirit-filled church, Minister Vinny, preaching this kind of truth, man, they would say, amen, pastor, that is, that is good. Thank you, pastor. They wouldn't, they're looking at me like I'm lying up here or something or that. Where is he getting this from? Right out of the Bible. It's an honor to keep yourself until marriage. 
See, no amens again. We're in church, though. We're in church. I said, it's an honor to keep yourself until you get married. A real man will keep himself until he gets married. A real man will. And a real woman will keep herself until she gets married. Listen, according to the Bible, the only women sleeping with people that they're not married to are silly women. See how quiet it got in this? See how, we're in church. Hello. Hello. I think I just want to make the devil even madder real quick. Can, can we just give God some glory in this place? Let, come on. Come on, let, let, come on, let, come on, let, let, come on, let's thank God for a church that's not afraid to tell people the truth. Come on, I, got, I have to tell you the truth. You can keep living that way if you want to, but it will be the worst life you ever lived if you have to spend eternity in hell over it. You trade it in for the world. So, let's keep reading here since you all are so excited about this information today. So, so, so now, for of this sort are those who creep into households, make captives, gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away with various lusts. This is another characteristic of these women. They're always learning, but they're never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. So, they're in church. They hear the word of God. But they never get a full discernment of who they are as women. And listen, listen, you are a powerful woman. You have the ability to change the world. How, pastor? Stop giving men sex for free. See that real weak amen right there? Listen, because every man will get his life together and do what's right because it's right. Because there are no free meals out here anymore. Got a revelation for you. A man will always treat you the way you allow him to treat you. All right, let's keep going. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Let's read verse 18 through 21. You'll see here in this context, being unthankful and ingratitude, we know it displeases God, but in this context, it actually brings his wrath into our lives. Look at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed or is manifest from heaven against all ungodliness. See, it's coming. And unrighteousness, here's the key, of men who suppress the truth and righteousness. So let me make sure you understand the context. These are people who know the truth, but have chosen to suppress the truth and live unrighteously. Right? Watch this. Because when they knew God, they chose to glorify him not as God. For God has shown it to them, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Watch this. Nor were thankful. 
but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. So notice when we allow ourselves to become unthankful, notice no more light can get in there. No more revelation can get in there. The word can't get in there and the heart then becomes darkened, which means now we actually end up getting worse instead of better because we're unthankful and no light can get in there, okay? So this is why we want to be careful, especially during Thanksgiving season, to be appreciative and express gratitude for everything that God's done for us. I don't care how big or how small you think it is. If you're sitting in this church today, God has been good to you. If you, if you drove to this church today, God has been good to you. If you got out of your car on your own and walked to this building, God has been good to you. If you woke up this morning in a house or an apartment that had a roof over the top with heat on all night long, God has been good to you. If you woke up in that apartment this morning and there was food in the refrigerator, God has been good to you. And you need to express an attitude of gratitude by giving God thanks, even for all the little things that he's done for you. Take nothing for granted. Take nothing for granted. Letter B, we are to have an attitude of gratitude. What does that look like? Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and let's read verses 9 through 14. Paul here praying for the church at Colossae, which is a good prayer for us to pray over ourselves, to pray for other believers, to pray for your leadership, to pray for your spouse. You just simply insert their name there. I pray this over my wife and my children every single day. Notice what it says here. First, or Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. And then watch verses 12 through 14. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Folks, if God didn't do anything else but save me, he's done more than enough. Just the fact that he qualified me to come into the light of the truth of this gospel and open my eyes and my heart up enough to receive it, if he's done nothing else for me, for that I will be thankful for the rest of my life. But that's not all. He said in verse 13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated or conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Folks, it is good to be free from sin. <laughs> to know that sin no longer has any power over my life, I am thankful. I can remember days when I couldn't even go out on the weekend without drinking something first. 
because I needed to get outside of myself to be something that I wasn't, to go out and do something that I would never do in my right mind or my right understanding. I'm thankful to God that I am delivered from the power of sin. I'm thankful for God that it's been 28 years since I violated the opposite sex. 21 years of friendship with this woman, 18 years of marriage that I have not violated the opposite sex or cheated on my wife, more importantly, cheated on God. I can remember a time when I didn't turn down nothing. I thank God he delivered me from the power of darkness. Somebody ought to be thankful for that, glory to God. That sex and lust and the opposite sex no longer has any power over me. But I'm free to look it right in the eye and tell it, no, you have no authority, no power over my life. I will live upright before God, and it's God that did that for me. He took me out of that darkness, and he put me into his life. Folks, I am thankful that sin has no more dominion in my life. And guess what? It has no more dominion in your life as long as you stay in Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, anybody thankful to be delivered from that dark past that you used to live in? Come on, you haven't been this way all of your life. You haven't been buttoned up all of your life. You haven't been suited up all of your life. Come on, you haven't had what you had all of your life. We all come from somewhere, and it's the goodness of God that brought us to the place that we are. Man, I'm so thankful for that. I can remember I used to just fight just because I was angry about everything. I'm so glad to be delivered from the power of anger. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, I'm free. And whom the Son says free is free indeed. Why don't you express a little gratitude for your freedom today? Come on, open up your mouth. Express a little gratitude for your freedom today. And that's not all. He goes on. Look what, he, what else he goes on to talk about we're free from or that he's done for us. Expressing an attitude of gratitude. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Watch this. Even the forgiveness of sins. Folks, I have not been saved all of my life. And I have done some things, quite frankly, that I am not proud of. But God. God forgave me every single sin in my life. And he said, as far as the east is from the west, so far has me, he removed my transgressions from me. Another text in Isaiah says that he blocks them out and he remembers them no more. So guess what, folks? If he doesn't remember them, then I won't remember them. I'm thankful to be forgiven of all of my sins. My God, could you imagine what life would be like if I was still in my sins? I don't even want to picture what that could be like. But he forgave me. And listen, folks, there's nothing you have ever done that God doesn't have enough grace to forgive you. So listen, if he's not beating you up, then don't you beat yourself up. And listen, you can come back from anything. I found the very areas he was trying to suppress me in were the strongest things I was called to do. I was abusing women because really I was called to lead them. 
and Satan perverted that in my life. He's trying to keep me drunk, keep me in clubs, keep me partying so he can keep me stupid. But I thank God that the light came into my life. Hallelujah. 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 I've been forgiven of every man. I've done some things. I've broken in houses. I've stolen cars. Typical urban inner city kid, Detroit, Michigan, gang infested neighborhood. We did it. And God forgave me of all. And then told me to go back and help the people who were going through the same things that I was. Somebody in here ought to be thankful that God's forgiven you of all of your sins. I said, someone in here ought to be thankful that God's forgiven you of all of your sins. Come on, you know you've done some stuff that. That, that man that nobody knows about. Your parents don't know about. Nobody knows about. You've done some stuff. And God said, even that, I've forgiven you. Letter C. Thankfulness is the key. Thankfulness is the key. As I begin to wind this up today, there's a lot more I could say, but my clock is just ticking. And I don't want to keep you all here all day. I know you got to get ready for a beautiful week here. But let's read First Philippians here, uh, chapter 4. Philippians here, chapter 4. When you get there, say amen. amen. Philippians chapter 4. When Minister Joe was praying, I saw something. I want to make sure I capture it. You in Philippians chapter 4? Verse 4. You all there? Are you all thankful for God's goodness in your life? Listen, I forget cars, houses, money, clothes. I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful that I'm forgiven of my sins. Come on, I'm thankful that power darkness doesn't have any more control over my life. Stop chasing that stuff and chase after God. Forget cars, clothes, money. Forget all that. Give me salvation. Because in the salvation package is all the rest of it. Verse 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. And he said, and again I say, rejoice. That was horrible. Man, I got depressed looking at some of you all's faces. If that's rejoicing, my God, I don't want no parts of that right there. I said, God's been good to you. Listen, folks. I don't have to send a minister to the hospital today to do a, a ministerial pastoral hospital visit for you. God's been good to you, folks. That's why he said rejoice, not in your circumstances. Don't rejoice in what you're going through. He said, I caught this last night. He said rejoice in the Lord. 
You should be able to do that all day, every day. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because that has nothing to do with my circumstances. That has everything to do with who he is in my life. See, I've been reading that all that time, and I didn't see rejoice in the Lord. So I want to try it again, okay, and then I'm going to figure out what kind of church I'm in today. Rejoice in the Lord always. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, celebrate Jesus for a moment. Come on, celebrate Jesus for a moment. God, you are good. You are great. You are awesome. You are mighty. You're majestic. You're a miracle worker. You're good. And you're good all the time. Watch this now. So because he's good all the time, we should rejoice all the time. And the only time we're not rejoicing is because we must don't believe that he's good. Because there's no way I can believe he's good all the time and I'm not rejoicing all the time. Catch that. I hope you catch that in your spirit. Okay, watch this now. So he says, rejoice in the Lord always. See, just in case you didn't get it the first time, because some of y'all sat on him again. Some of y'all sat there like you sucking a sour lemon. Lips tight, jaws tight. Come on, Satan, if Satan's got you bound and on lockdown, then just keep your mouth shut. That's an indication that Satan has you bound. But if God has freed you and whom the Son sets free, as free indeed, then again, go ahead and rejoice. Come on, make, make the devil mad. If you're bound, stay that way. But if you're free, come on, open up your mouth. Demonstrate, express that freedom. Express that thanksgiving. God, you are good. You are great. You are greatly to be praised. I love you. I honor you. I adore you. I magnify you. I lift your name on high. Come on, I know I'm making the devil mad right now. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't that feel liberating? You can be seated. He says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is coming back soon. And if you know that he's coming back soon, you know everything's going to be all right. You know that whatever I'm going through right now is just for a moment. Then notice what he says. Revelation again. See, see, this is something the Lord has shown me. Thankfulness is the key. Watch this now. If you're ever going to overcome anxiety and worry, during this time of the year, people are anxious and worried because they're focusing at what's not there. Mama's not there. I'm still single. Whatever. I was single last Thanksgiving. I'm single again this Thanksgiving. I went to the family dinners by myself last year. Listen, folks, that's a majority. You didn't go by yourself 
Because if God is for you, who can be against you? If the Lord's on your side, come on, somebody. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. So if you stop focusing on what's not there and start thanking God for just being good and being good all the time and, and that you're alive and you have a job and you're healthy, come on, somebody, and it's Thanksgiving and, and find everything in your life that you can be thankful for, you might look up next Thanksgiving and you've got someone's hand to hold while you're going to the, to the get-together, right? But having the wrong attitude today affects the life you want to live tomorrow. So watch this. Revelation here. So if we're going to overcome anxiety and depression, folks, here's a key antidote to that. We're going to have to master the art of being thankful. I'm going to teach you something today because you're going to see all of these things run together. This is very similar to what we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, right? He said, rejoice, pray, and give thanks. He said right here what we just read, rejoice, pray, and give thanks, right? Because why am I always rejoicing? Because the first thing I want to wake up and think about is how God, good God is. The biggest blessing of every day is the fact that I woke up. The biggest blessing of every day is my eyes opened up. As soon as my feet land on solid ground, come on, somebody, right there, I should be able to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Not yesterday, because that's gone. Not tomorrow, because it's not here yet. This is the day that the Lord has made. And what? I will rejoice and be what? Be glad in it, not sad in it, because it's a day of opportunity. It's a day of blessing. It's a day that my miracle can happen. It's a day that God's going to do something good for me. We've got to wake up and learn how to attack the day and stop letting the day attack us. Get ahead of everything that's getting ready to come your way by making your confessions, saying what you need to say, and then lifting your shoulders, putting your shoulders back, lifting your head up and saying, I will be the best that I can be today to the glory of God the Father. And you get up like that. He says here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? With what? So listen to me, folks. If you can't do both of these, master this for the rest of your life. It'll bless your wife and your future children. You're going to pray about it, then don't worry about it. But watch this. But if you're going to worry about it, then don't pray about it. You can't do both of those at the same time. Cast the whole of that care over on God. You know why? Because he cares about you then what's your job? It's just to rejoice and give God thanksgiving for what you know he's already done. Right? So you'll notice if I'm always rejoicing, it's because I'm always praying. If I'm always giving God thanks, it's because I know he's already answered my prayers. So there's nothing for me to worry about. So all I do is wake up the next day and start rejoicing again. And I talk to God again. And I give God thanks again. And I just stay in that zone right there. How I many if I stay in a zone of rejoicing, praying, and thanking, I don't have time to worry about nothing. I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. Right? So if I have time to worry, it's because I'm not rejoicing 
I'm not praying, and I'm not thinking. I'm meditating too much on the problem instead of the promise. See, so if I'm rejoicing all the time, it's because I'm praying all the time. You know how I can tell someone's got a good prayer life? They're positive people. Someone that doesn't have a good prayer life is very negative. You get around somebody who's been talking to God, they're getting ready to talk big. God's good, man. I'm going through a little situation right now, but I know God's got this covered, man. I know I'm coming out even better than what I went in. Man, the, man, the devil should have never even knocked at my door. Boy, he knocked at the wrong door when he knocked at this door right here. Because me and God, we have something for him. That's somebody that's been talking to God. Somebody that hasn't been talking to God. How you doing today? Well, you know the devil's busy. Now you know if you let the devil ride, he's going to want to drive. And I messed up and gave him the keys. And now he's behind the wheel. Nobody want to hear all that stuff. Take, take that stuff somewhere else. Faith-filled, spirit-filled people don't talk that way. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, I'm happy! I'm happy! God is good! Faith-filled people don't talk that way. You look good today. Stop messing with me. You just, you know, you know, stop. Why can't you just say thank you? I do look good today. Feel good about yourself. Hallelujah. 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 Now, let's close right here. Good stuff today. Good stuff today. I feel like I made the devil so mad today. I, I, I feel like I feel like he's just somewhere like, man, hey, they, they did it again. They exposed me. Now they know that praise bust my eardrums. Now they know that when they rejoice, they're in faith, and they're putting themselves in a position for God to do for them what I don't want them to do. And there's nothing I can do about it. Those faith people are just beating me up the same way Jesus beat me up. I'm so tired of getting beat up by these faith people. Listen, folks, we are victors, not victims. I don't care what happens to us. We can come out of it victorious on the other side. And let me tell you, after a while, you'll go through enough battles and have enough victories that your posture will change. And over time, you'll say, you want some more? You forgot about that last one that fast, didn't you? Let me teach you another lesson again because it didn't work the last time and it's not getting ready to work again. That's faith, people. That's faith, people. Let's close right here. Listen to me. If you desire to have a, a life of peace, right, free from worry, right, I want you to make a commitment today. All right, do one or the other. Make this commitment. If you're going to worry, then don't pray. Just commit to that. Let me tell you what comes with that. Uh, ulcers, high blood pressure. 
I, I don't know if this sounds right coming from me, but your hair fall out. Now, I'm not worrying. I don't really know what happened in my case. I think it's just genetic. I think it's just hereditary in my case. But, but you all understand my point, right? Wrinkles, aging, premature aging. Why you laughing, man? You ain't laughed the whole service, but you laughed when I said that. Why you laughing at me like that? Man? Huh? So make that commitment. But if you're going to pray about it, then don't worry. I made a decision. I'm not worrying about anything the rest of my life. If God can't take care of it, it can't get taken care of. Let's close right here. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. Give you some thoughts on if you're going to live a life like this, if this is going to be a lifestyle where you're going to have a peace that passes all understanding. How many of y'all, that was the rest of Philippians chapter 4. It says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. When you make a decision to not worry, how many of y'all, then peace comes on you? Did you catch that? And it's a peace that you don't even understand. You know you should be going crazy in this situation. But you're not. You know, like, man, how are we going to get out of this situation? But I got absolute peace about it. Anybody ever been there before? I've been there before. Man, I've been there. We're like, God, if you're going to do this one right here, me and you getting ready to be on the Shane Show. But I told all those people, we opening up on January 4th, 2014. We don't even have a contract. I don't even have a building to look at. And that's two weeks away. I'm going home to go to sleep. It's on you, God. <laughs> My famous words, won't he do it? Did we open up on January the 4th, 2014? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's just how good he is. All right, watch this now. Let's close. You're going to master this. You're going to have to learn what I'm getting ready to read right now. Verse uh, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, thank you, Father, has begotten us again, born again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Once again, folks, I'm thankful for my salvation. That is absolutely the greatest gift I've ever received in life. It's my salvation. It says here, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved for you in heaven. Now I'm thankful for my salvation and I'm thankful for my eternity. I'm glad I don't have to spend eternity in hell. I get to spend it in heaven with God. And listen to me, if your loved ones have gone on to be with the Lord, there's going to be a mighty reunion one day. And watch this, should we get caught up? then we're going to meet them in the air. And I can't wait to see my mother again, man. That's the first person I'm running to right there. Mama! And I'm just going to grab her and just, man, and just hug her for eternity. I, I might just not let her go for the rest of my mama. Is that mama? And I'm looking forward to that. So I'm thankful for my salvation, and I'm thankful for my eternal home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last days. 
So notice, God has enough power to keep you, but notice what is through, your faith. So he can only keep you according to what you believe. Isn't that good? And so listen, folks, not a negative confession, but life is going to happen to everyone. Let me tell you why life happens. Life comes to really prove to you what you believe. God already knows, so he doesn't have to play games with us and test us. Life happens so that we can know what we really believe. All right, anyone in here going through a little challenge right now? All you've got to do is raise your faith to the level of God's power. And God's power is able to keep you, but not just keep you, deliver you. Okay, anybody thankful to be kept by the power of God? I've been saved now 28 years, and God's kept me for 28 years. Every time I get on a plane, I don't take it for granted when I land on the other end. God kept us. Every time we take a road trip, 14, 12 hours, when we arrive safely, we thank God for getting us there safe because he kept us. Because it's interesting, we pass a whole lot of accidents on the way. God's kept us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody glad that God's kept you? I'm so glad. I don't know how many funerals we do a year. I don't know how many we do, folks, but, but death is always in front of us as ministers. We see it all the time, and it just makes me lift my hands and thank God that he's kept me 48 years. Now, I don't take it for granted. I go to a reunions and different things, and a lot of people I went to high school with aren't here today. But God's kept me. And God's kept you. Why don't you lift your hands one more time and just thank him for his keeping power. Now listen to this. Here's the, the really the sauce right here, the secret. Anyone again going through something right now? We all are. It's called life. Right? Uh, I picked up our business manager on Thursday of last week. And I did this by faith because I believe God has the power to do this for us. And I took him and showed him the buildings we're believing for. And I took him to the first one and I said, with this one, we could do a school. We can do a community economic development training center. It's got the land. We can do marketplace ministry. We can buy up all the retail space that's around it. We can get that space in front of it. Took him over to the other piece. So this is the dream. But the 25 acres behind it, we can do this with that. We can do the fields, baseball fields, youth programs, sports programs. Uh, the other that's adjacent to it, we can do all this senior citizens complex. How many of us, it'll be a blessing to provide good living for our seniors so that they can live out the rest of their lives comfortably. Right? And then I showed him there's a bank in front of it because one day we're going to have our own bank and we're going to teach our people how to be debt free and not give them these old brutal loans that, 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 that just breaks their back. Hello, somebody. Just teach them how to save their money and stay away from borrowing altogether. Hallelujah. And we were dreaming big. And when we left, it's interesting, he said, now that last one right there just... Now listen to me, folks. I'm getting ready to teach you something. Do you believe God can keep you? Yes. 
Do you believe God can deliver you? Yes. Listen very carefully. Do you believe God has delivered you? Yes. Here's the highest level. Do you believe that you're delivered right now? Yes. You really believe that? Yes. You believe he has the power to do it? Yes. You do believe that? Yes. You believe you've got enough faith? You have enough faith to match his? Yes. Okay, here's your test right here. To figure out and locate where you're at in your believing. Not my believing for you, but in your believing. Listen, we already have those buildings. Listen, listen to me, listen to me now, listen to me. We already have them paid for cash. It's a done deal. We're just going through our process right now. All right? You believe God can deliver you? Yes. You believe he has delivered you? Yes. Do you believe you're delivered right now? Yes. All right, look at these next five words because you're getting ready to locate yourself. In this, you greatly rejoice. <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. Hey! this now. Sit down. Sit back down. Because you have to raise your level to the level of whatever it is that you're going through. Right? And so only you can determine that. But he didn't say just rejoice there. He said greatly rejoice. How many know that's beyond rejoicing? Now, we don't have to do it today, but at some point, we just need to stop being so cute. Some of y'all are just too cute. We just need to say, you know what? I'm getting ready to get ugly today. And we don't have to do it today. I'm going to let you go. But, man, I'm going to turn these musicians loose and let them give us a wah, 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 wah. And we just, man... Some of that right there. Huh? And, and we just going to let God be God and just demonstrate how much we trust him and just give him the glory uncontrollably and just praise him like we don't have no sense. Come on, somebody. Like we are not dignified, like we have no education. We're just going to give, we're going to roll on the ground, spit on folks, run, jump, leap. I mean, we just gonna give God all the glory that is
I might just stand up and walk the pews all the way to the back of the room. Back. Come on, somebody. Come on, I, I might just run, and I don't even know where I'm running. I, I might not even make it back in the building, glory to God. But he said, but he said, in this, you greatly rejoice. Well, well, what are you greatly rejoicing in? The fact that you're saved, you have an eternal home, you've been kept by the power of God, and God has the ability to deliver you right now. So you greatly rejoice in advance because you know the deal is already done. You don't have to wait to get it in your hand. You don't have to wait to see it. You already know on the inside that God has already blessed you and you can give him the glory in advance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Watch this. Because I got to let you go. So he says, in this you greatly rejoice that now for a little while, I want to encourage somebody in here. What you're going through right now is only for a little while. Listen to me. It has an end date to it. It will expire. It is not forever. Look at what he says here. Though for a little while, if need be, you are grieved by various trials. And sometimes the enemy will hit you in waves. Seems like you come out of one situation and you're right into another situation. You come out of that situation and you're into another situation. But listen to me, folks. It's only for a little while. Listen to what he says here. Because this is what God's after. Satan is trying to destroy you through the trial. I want to show you and teach you what God's after through the trial. Watch this now. So if need be, for a little while, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, see, what God wants to see is how genuine your faith really is. How many of you don't know until you go through something? You can sit there all day long and say what you would do in a situation, but you really don't know what you believe until life hits you. Then you figure out what, what it is that you believe. Watch this. And how genuine it really is. Watch this. Being much more precious than gold that perishes, your faith is. Though it be tested by fire, may be found. This is what God is looking for. At the end, can he find this in you? Praise, honor, and glory. Watch this. Not at what he delivered you from, but at the revelation of Jesus Christ in you. See, because a true believer knows it's not about the stuff that I got out of this. It's about the Jesus that did all of the stuff while I was in the situation. And what you should be able to come out doing is giving Jesus all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And listen to me, if you can do it at the beginning and all the way through it, how I many of you better tear something up at the end of it when you come out of it? And I'm done. It's the last thing I'm going to say. Watch this. We'll do part two on Thursday. Watch this. 
whom having not seen, you love. That's called faith. Though now you do not see him, yet you believe. Watch this. You rejoice with joy inexpressible. I think the King James says unspeakable and full of glory. You'll start getting such a revelation while going through it. How good God is. And you'll start giving him so much joy that you'll lose the words to describe just how good he is. You ever seen people that they don't have words no more? They just, abashakatatata, eh, bashe, eh, hi, eh, klandarabashe, eh, glory, eh, bashe. I mean, they get to praising God so much, they don't have words in English anymore to describe what it is that's bubbling up on the inside. So they have to get over in the tongues, and it's a joy that's, that's just unexpressible. It's, there are no words to describe when you get a real revelation about Jesus and how much it is that he loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can always tell what you believe by your level of rejoicing. He says, receiving the end of your faith, so you're going to get the victory. But can you praise him through the victory? Can you give him the honor up to the victory? Come on, can you give him the glory while I'm in the situation? Right? Because if you do, and I'm a prophet, I'll prophesy this to somebody in this room that's going through the fire right now. You're going through the fire, but you're going to come out unburned. You won't even have the smell of smoke on your clothes. And when other people see you, their testimony will be, I never even knew you were going through something like that. That's how good God's deliverance is going to be on the back end. And then he said, not only are you going to receive the end of your faith, which is the victory in this life, but the salvation of your soul. That's the kind of God that I serve. Not only do I get victory in this life, but I get victory, victory throughout all eternity. So one more time, go ahead and give God a down payment on the victory that you know he's already provided for you. Hallelujah! Thank you, God! Thank you, Jesus! Somebody needs to say this by faith. Say, I'm going through the fire. I'm going through the fire, but I'm coming out with no birds, not even the smell of smoke. Now give God glory for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be grateful all the time. Be thankful all the time. Express an attitude of gratitude all the time. Give thanks in everything. Don't be a negative person. Find good in every situation. Rejoice all the time. Pray all the time. 
give thanksgiving all the time. Make a decision today to worry about nothing, but pray about everything. Soon as you start worrying, stop praying. But soon as you start praying, stop worrying. And always remind yourself of that. If you're going to worry, then don't pray. But if you're going to pray, don't worry. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's lift our hands and thank the Father for what we heard today. Father, thank you for your word. As all of us are mindful of this Thanksgiving season, how important it is to be grateful, Father, to be thankful for all the wonderful things that you've done for us. We're not focused on what we don't have. We're thankful for what we do have. Father, help us all be mindful to celebrate that during this season. So while you're expressing further thanksgiving to God, I want to pray for a few people that are in this room today. You're here today, balcony or on the floor. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you today. I want to invite you to be a part of the family of God by receiving.